she worked with her for six weeks as a puppy, fully house trained her, come to come sit, stay. And so she called me. She was, she was supposed to be the easiest dog in the world to train. She calls me a weekend and goes, you know, we've tried like 30 different treats with her and she won't accept any of them. She goes, and we finally found one. I was like, I've tried telling you she's impossible. Yeah. And so they, they trained her. She, I went to college and got a formal education and so did my daughter. That's what I always tell everybody. <laughs> you know? Right, and, and so, you probably paid for it too. Oh, right, I definitely did. <laughs> Welcome to The Gaily Dose, the weekly podcast made for and by gay men and their allies. We're a podcast with a mission, elevated conversation with the hopes of building a deeper sense of community in the gay world. Shall it's time to come take your Gaily Dose. Welcome to The Gaily Dose. This is Helmut Lucero Domogolski, and I'm so excited today to be bringing you a dose of Fur babies. Fur babies. Yes. <laughs> we have with us today guest uh, guest friends and loved ones, um, CJ Castile from here in Atlanta. Hey, CJ. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you doing? Doing so how good. He's got his little baby Sophie with him. We will so learn good. more about her. Uh, we also have our Dr. Charlie Reem. Charlie Rem, our Dr. Charlie Rem, um, a Not good Rem. Uh, Rem, what? <laughs> a, Rem, a very good friend, Rem what? Um, and veterinarian, and owner of Mr. Duck. Hey, baby. Hey, Mr. How Duck. are you? How are you? Duck's a girl. Oh, Duck's a girl. She's a beautiful woman. <laughs> oh my God, I don't even know. Yeah, Miss Duck. Duck. She's a muscular woman. <laughs> oh gosh, and I'm also joined with our splendid <laughs> Mr. Bennett, the, also the father of. Oh, the father of Father Miss Stella. Stella. Miss Stella. Miss Sorry. Stella. <laughs> Is that a, is she after the beer? Stella beer? Actually, that is part of my story. I, oh, uh, I didn't, I, I loved the name Stella. And then I was like, I looked at her and she's kind of a golden color. I was like, all right, well. How are anal glands? <laughs> I don't know. You, t- you tell you, me, doctor. Did you express that? Um, I have not yet. And while I'm on the microphone, be sure to follow us uh, at all of the social media platforms. It's at the Gaily Dose Pod. And then check us out on the, uh, our website at thegailydose.com. And be sure to subscribe to us. That way you get notifications on our upcoming episodes. And then give us this five-star review because we deserve it. Yeah. yeah. And if we don't, just put it on there. Five. Five. So, so as you dolls know, our um, handshake on the Gaily Dose is for each of our guests to give a little bit of their coming out story. And so I'd ask Mr. CJ, would you start us off? Well, yeah, I'd be glad to. Um well, I am from East Tennessee originally, me and Dolly Parton, so... Oh, girl. I know. And so, I mean, I guess uh, with the coming out portion, I didn't come out, I guess, until I was 25, almost 26. Uh, and so, like, so, a year ago? Yeah, uh-huh. just a couple of years ago. And so, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it was a very... It was a hard time for me. I have my graduate degree in counseling, and I, part of that, I feel like I was going through that, you know, just to deal with what I was going through. And so... Um, after, you know, four years of graduate school, um, and I was doing my clinicals, I'm like, okay, it's time to come out. Um, you have healed yourself. And so, um, yeah, uh, I come from a really, really supportive family. I was worried about that. Like in the beginning, I think like so many people are, I've got the best mom and daddy on earth. You know, they have just been great ever since childhood. Um, 
and been ultra supportive, you know, I don't know how they wouldn't have known. I mean, I did tap dancing and ballet and, you know, I, I grew up on a horse, but I grew up on a horse farm too. So I did everything in between too. So old I mean, con- good old country boy, right? Country boy. And so it's just been, it's just, it was a process. I mean, it was now I can't imagine life any differently. And before, you know, that would have been, um, all I ever wanted was to not come out. And then when I did, it was like, this is the best way to live. I couldn't imagine living any other way. You, I really, it just, right. I don't know why that just hit me. You really did work through that though. Four years, you really worked through a lot of different feelings about it to get there. Oh yeah. I mean, I did, you had a year of clinicals and um, counseling and I'm like, they always say it's like patient heal thyself. And so, I mean, that's what I felt like really was the big, it pushed me to really do it. Cause I mean, I had done conversion therapy, um, did with people can change.org. Wow. Like when wow. I was 20, 22, um, you know, I was like, I was like anything to be different. I wanted to be like all of my friends mm-hmm. that I went to college with, you know, of course I wanted to, you know, get married and have my reception at my parents' country club and do all everything, like all of my friends that I had grown up with, you know, I mean, of course I wanted all of that. And, um, you know, I went through like a mourning process you know, I was like, I'll, cause this was before gay marriage was legal mm-hmm. and everything. So I was like, I'll never get to have a wedding and I'll never get to have kids and I'll never. And then all of that changed, you know, during that time, you know, I mean, gay marriage became legal. Then I was like, I can have kids if I want to do it. And then, um, it was just so freeing and perfect. And I mean, but yeah, I mean, I really did go through it with that. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's, mm-hmm. um, the good news is, we can go get married and we can go have right. babies. And, you know? Yeah, at the time you couldn't. Yeah. I mean, that was way back then. You know, you could get, you know, have children, but, you know, I was like, I wouldn't be able to have a wedding. And that was something mm-hmm. I always wanted. And I was like, and it wouldn't be, quote unquote, real, like real to me because I wanted something like everything all my other friends had. And yeah. now it's like, I, you don't even think of that. And today's people, it's not even a thing. Yeah. You know, yep. so. It's interesting to also to know that what you thought you did not want at all was exactly what you wanted in the long run you know like you didn't want to be out you didn't want to you know you didn't want to reveal your true self you thought it was going to be like the end of the world and then you find that you you do it all and you're like wow shit that wasn't so hard you you know fought it it was just like standing on top of the high dive at a swimming pool and you're so like a roller coaster right right and you're You're just so afraid to jump in and then when you jumped in you're like ooh, let's go again yeah (laughs) you know we we always use that that phrase it gets better but like sometimes i don't feel like people give examples of what what it means to it gets better and so i feel like we strive to show people what that actually means in the real world and i think you're an example of that so that's awesome mm-hmm. yes yeah. nice. and working through the the mental anguish honestly of all of that time you know and knowing that at the end of it there's actually light at the end of the tunnel right and that's and that's right when i got sophie was at the beginning of that, like when I started graduate school, that's when she came, I inherited her, of course, I'll go through that later, but um, yeah, she was just a puppy, and I mean, I couldn't, she just helped me so much, <laughs> talking about emotional support animal, I mean, she has heard and seen it all throughout all yeah. of these years, so I mean, it's just been great, you know, Aww. she's grown, okay. she's grown up with me, that's and so, so yeah. And technically, you did adopt her, so. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, no, we'll talk about no, it later. Yeah, we'll about but it. anyway, it actually is. It's so funny. We're recording on National Adoption Dog Dog Adoption yes. Day, so that's pretty cool. Yes, it's Perfect. awesome. And we all adopted around this table. Yes, we did. 
I, I, I've made my own children. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, not you. Not Helmut. Not, me, not yet. Us. Not Thanks. yet. Not yet. Charlie, so give us your uh, give us your little handshake, please. Yeah, so I am from Mobile, Alabama, and uh, I so grew up in a very Catholic home, uh, very conservative Republican home. Um, and basically, I didn't come out until I left Mobile and went to college, I think. My first relationship was a closeted relationship, and it just fell apart so badly that I was like, I'm never going to do this again. Um, so that's really when I started coming out. I felt like I got to come into myself, you know, moving to a new city, um, kind of away from that um, closed-mindedness or feeling of, uh, you know, a small religious community and got to really find myself. And um yeah, and I, I think once I started coming out, it was kind of like a chain reaction. Like, I want to go tell this person now, I want to go tell this person now. And you felt that um, authenticity with your relationships, you know, they, they became deeper once you were able yeah. to really be yourself with those people. Instead and, of hiding yeah, what you were doing, think, where you were going, who you were hanging out with. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, I mean, and just being able to talk about everything, It's uh, that's kind of was the best thing for me is just feeling those uh, connections with people even deeper than what I was used to growing up with, right? That one wall there, so. Let's dig it a little bit deeper into that story. Um, so what happened when you came out? Like, to um, your parents? So, yeah, I, as far as my parents, I came out pretty slowly. It was more like, uh, hey, this is this is this guy I'm seeing, and they right. you know, figure it out. And you know, for a while, it was an elephant in the room, and then it became the mouse in the room, and, yeah. and now we're just kind of able to talk about it a little yeah. bit, so. Got it, got it. Um, it's not, you know, super, discussed but yeah. it's discussed so and a, a lot of that pushback with your sexuality has to do with not only that they're conservative but also christian i assume yes both yeah. both sides for sure so yeah special little yes. deal there yeah a little bit of catholic, the two for yeah, one catholic that, yeah. guilt yeah <laughs> in a small yes. town too yeah i think there's yeah. a lot yeah. there so, and your family everybody, is like, everybody knows everybody and every thing, your so. family's like a, li a line of, of vets right so you guys are so yes. well known in the community very much yeah yeah so. I could imagine that is another layer of like eyes upon you and your family as your sort of leaders in an ag, ag exactly. community expectations, right? So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's let's go right into it. Like little Sophie, uh, CJ's holding little Sophie. So cute, so adorable. Stella's not here. Duck's not here, unfortunately. But <clears throat> CJ, tell me a little bit about what kind of dog Sophie is and then how you got her and what, what she kind of looks like since we're on a podcast as well. Right. I, that was, that's what I, was, I was like, I've got to tell them what she looks right. like. Because she's so like this big white, this teeny tiny left. little puffball. Right. She only weighs five pounds, but she looks, you know, just like a little puffball. I always say she kind of looks like Albert Einstein, you know, this big white hair and, <laughs> you know, but she is a five pound teacup poodle, but I do not get her cut like a poodle just because... I like her with a beard and almost looks like, like a Maltese. Put, yeah, I get like her the cut. Hair. I, I get her cut like a Bichon. Typically. Yes, 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 yes. And so um, she's just, uh, you know, she's a, um, a master of all trades, a little magician, <laughs> because yeah. everybody can't ever guess what she is. So I'm like, that's me too. So she, um, yeah, she's you have five pounds, white, you know, just a little fluff ball. Um, she has, you know, she has been such a good little girl. I mean, she's 12 years old. I inherited Sophie from my grandmother, and my grandmother, um, I took my grandmother to Kentucky. My grandmother was 86 at the time and had a boyfriend that was 90, and he wanted to buy Sophie from this breeder, so he found her. And so she called my father asking, you know, will you take me to buy this dog? And he was like, Mother, you're 86 years old. You're not getting a dog. And, <laughs> right? Like, that's uh, what I would say, too. So she calls me crying, and she would never ask for anything. And she goes, will you take me to get 
the dog oh. and get you the can't dog. Say no. yeah. I was like, of course, I'm I was like, of course, I'll take you to get get her. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Right. She would rather die than ask for anything. And so, my dad calls me immediately. And was like, you're not taking her to get that damn dog. <laughs> all it's going to do is, you know, piss and shit all over her house. Right. My dad does not cuss or swear or anything. And I was like, Daddy, if she wants the dog, I'm taking her to get it. She's at home alone all day. So that was on January 1st on New Year's Day. And my grandmother had Sophie um, January and February. And the first week of that year, my grandmother had to have emergency surgery. And so mm -hmm. we're sitting in the hospital. And she goes, if something happens to me, um, well, I want you to take care of her. And I was like, in the hospital with her, I was like, of course, I'll do anything you want me to do. Right. Like, whatever it is. And so... She, of course, my grandmother did everything on her own turf, own time. And she, we were all standing there holding her hand when she took her last breath. And, oh. you know, so Sophie, Sophie came to live with me at that point. And I'd never had a house dog. I grew up on a farm. So we always had big dogs like labs. Outside, and, yeah. Uh, outside dogs, yeah. German Shepherds, labs, uh, gold, you know, um, Gold Retriever. Gold, gold Retriever, yeah. Red Healers, stuff like that. And we, you know, we had horses and cattle and, you know, hogs. We did it all. And so, like, having, like, an attachment to a pet like this, of course, I had horses and stuff that mm -hmm. I loved, but I never was attached to a dog like I loved Sophie. Yeah. And never thought I could love an animal like I do her. I couldn't imagine my life without her now. I mean, so she came to live with me and... Um, she didn't even have a name. My grandmother, you know, old older people are so funny about stuff like that. She would just call her honey or, you know, whatever. You know, <laughs> really? Like, older honey. people Come do that? Honey. Yeah. She just didn't even so give her sweet. a name. Aww. And so I was like, well, I'm not calling you honey. And so <laughs> I would take her to work with me every day. And she was just a little white powder puff. And I told my friends for like a month, I'm like, what are we going to name her? And they were like, Finally, this girl I worked with at the time, she goes, well, you love Golden Girls so much, and she looks like <laughs> Sophia. You have to name her Sophia. That's she's awesome. just a little white puffball. And yeah. I was like, okay, Sophia. But she's like, she's got to have a middle name, too. And my last name, um, Castile, is French. And so I was like, okay, so Sophia's kind of French. And then I said, Castile, and I said... Well, let's do because I knew I was obsessed with it. So her middle name is Jean Jean Benet. So it's Sophia Jean Benet Castile. So yeah, I thought that we call so her cute. Sophie for short. That's but so cute. Yes. So she has just been like a guiding presence. She has been with me all across America. She's been to probably every gay party on this earth. She's been to white party, winter party, you know, purple party. <laughs> TV. She's, she's been. Yeah, she has done it. She's all. a circuit she's queen. Been to New York. Princess. Circuit princess. She flies. She flies everywhere. Goes everywhere. But see, when she was little, she. Was was a hellion i mean terrible um you know my grandmother had her for those two months and then she came to live with me and if you're a pet owner everybody who has pets want to come to you and go well when you're trying to like trying to train her i mean people were like well just do this and this and this and nothing would work with her mm. so that was in march when i got her and it was in october of that year i had her at the well no late september i had her at the vet and he goes well how is everything going with with sophie and i go honestly it's terrible <laughs> i was like she won't listen she's like she's impossible to house train mm -hmm. i'm like it's been terrible he's like well you know she is one of the longer living breeds of dogs so you know you hope you can like get <laughs> get, get, so get, luck. get yeah. luck with it and i was yeah. like oh no i don't know what i can <laughs> right. think and i was like everybody has all these good dogs you'll see people just driving dogs in their car and they'll be like uh -huh. in family photos and they're like oh this is the best dog on earth and i'm like why can't sophie 
Mississippi be like that? <laughs> so I looked I up that. I looked up dog trainers when she was little, and I just started calling and calling and calling. And this was in East Tennessee at the time. And so I found this woman, and she just trained German shepherds for a living. And I called her, and I said, I need help with my with my dog. I said, I can't do anything with her. She won't listen. And she was like, that's the easiest dog on earth to train. I don't know why you can't. I was like, I promised my grandmother on her deathbed I would take care of this dog. I need you to <laughs> so help So you're me. like throwing the dog in her right. hands, like, like, take it, no pressure. And she goes, <laughs> take it, girl. She goes, I only do German Shepherds. And she, and she goes, but if you bring her to me, I will... I make will train exception. her. I will yeah. make an exception. And so she, I took her, took Sophie to her. And so she worked with her for six weeks as a puppy, fully house trained her, come to come sit, stay. And so she called me. She was, she was, she was supposed to be the easiest dog in the world to train. She calls me a weekend and goes, you know, we've tried like 30 different treats with her and she won't accept any of them. She goes, when we finally found, I was like, I've tried telling you she's impossible. Yeah. And so they, um, yeah, they, they trained her. She, I went to college and got a formal education, and so did my daughter. That's what I always tell everybody. <laughs> you know? Right, and, so, and you probably paid for it, too. Right, I definitely did. And, you know, but that was the best money I've ever, yeah. ever spent. Hey, dolls. Many of you know pets can be vital companions and contribute to our health and well-being. When we asked Edie Cheeseburger, she named Pals Atlanta her preferred not-for-profit, a group dedicated to providing care and support for pets of Atlanta persons living with HIV, AIDS, other terminal illnesses, and the elderly. They've helped thousands of people to keep their animals, thereby living healthier, happier lives. Yet support during COVID has been hard. Give or volunteer your time by visiting PalsAtlanta.org or on social media at Pals Atlanta. Thanks, dolls. I just have to say, I was just thinking, you know, how awesome is it that your grandmother, like, you help her go get your dog, mm -hmm. and she kind of leaves her without a name mm -hmm. for you to just step right in, mm -hmm. and then she comes at a time when you are mentally prepared and ready to take on a companion. Mm -hmm. And she gets to see you through that whole process. It's this was her just, plan. Right. Yeah. And this was, yeah. Yeah, and this was before I came out. So it's not like I'm like inheriting this like in black or, you know, this butch dog. It's not like I've got a big brown lab or whatever. I've got the most frou-frou white dog mm -hmm. on earth, you know, and I'm not out. So at the time I'm like, oh gosh, I've got this little frou-frou dog. She was pushing you, know, you. And then, so, yeah, she was pushing me right on out. Grandma's yeah. like, go on out, baby. I know it. And so, but what a cool thing to leave behind. It's like you, every single time you uh, talk about this this story or you see your dog, you know, a little, me a little uh, memory of your grandmother. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. She's... It, I tell that to everybody. I'm like, I, she, she gave me something to hold on to her. Yeah. And it's just been, sure. it's been so great. That's I can't, awesome. I can't imagine it without her. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely get into like what our dogs mean to us I know. a little bit later in the episode. Because his daughter, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So Charlie, tell us about a duck. Yes. And wh why did you name a dog a duck? Yeah, you'll find out. So <laughs> uh, Miss Duck. So she came into yes. the clinic uh, that I was working at and I was the ICU tech that week. Uh, and she was dropped off, and she was basically inert, pretty much comatose. Uh, she wasn't on a vent or anything. We don't really do that, but uh, basically comatose and just kind of laying there. And uh, the owner gave us false information, dipped out, um, and so we really didn't know what to do with her at that point because, um, you know, we can't do a whole bunch of treatments and we can't euthanize. We're, we're just kind of stuck because we couldn't get in touch with the owner. Um, I kind of just figured, honestly, that she wasn't going to make it, but... Uh, she came in on one of those little pillow pals, little duck ones. 
So that's uh, how I started calling her Little Duck because she didn't have a name. So oh, I'd go do her cute. treatments and I'd call her Little Duck. And that's rule number one. You so the guy. You don't name them, right? That's. Yeah. That's, so, that's the, so the oh, guy. Oh, so you, you broke a rule? I broke the rule. Oh. I named her, but I didn't think she was going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh. so, yeah. Well, that's even more right. of a reason not to name her. <laughs> yeah, right. So wait, okay. so she, she when he dropped her off, he wasn't like. Right. Deserves to die with a name, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> but what's but the the owner gave you false information for right. him, but not right. for the kind of dumped the dog. her, dumped her, yeah, dumped her and left. Got it. Um, and so yeah, and then one day she just woke up and it was just happy as hell. Uh, oh really? Yeah, she just like she sprouted right up and just was super lively. All of a sudden, uh, we just walked in one day. And we're like, oh, okay. Um, so at that like, point, like, what do you do with a dog? Like, maybe I'm going too far in depth, but yeah, like, what do you do with a dog that's just like comatose? You just like yeah, feed I mean, it water and, IV, and nutrients, IV dextrose, yeah, nutrients support basically, a supportive care um, without like ventilation, right? Yeah, we don't really do vents. I yeah. mean, some specialty centers do, but that's a little extra interesting uh, in general practice. So, um, but yeah, I was like, all right, damn it, get in the car. So, <laughs> so you got emotionally attached yeah. to a little dog you weren't supposed to get attached right. to, yeah, and now she's off. your daughter. Yeah, now she's my girl. So, <laughs> That's so cute. She has been all over with me as well. So she's lived in uh, Atlanta and Birmingham and Mobile yeah. and Auburn. So yeah. You know, she's my, my travel companion. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Stella, my dog, she my friends are sick of seeing her sometimes because I bring her everywhere, yeah. you know? Yeah. But... Oh, absolutely. Sophie has a little pouch that she can ride on me like a little baby pouch. <laughs> oh, like a kangaroo? Yeah, like a little kangaroo. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm totally loving it. I mean, if I just... they don't like it, then they just don't have to look at it. <laughs> right. You know? well, I mean, she's like, like, yeah. she's easy, her. though. Duck's a little extra. She doesn't get to go to a whole yeah. lot of places. Yeah, I think so. yeah I've heard she, that about yeah. CJ's got a size advantage with Sophie because I, that little thing can go everywhere. I've seen that dog oh, yeah. so photographed because she's always in some friend's picture yeah. like up in the well, air Charlie and she's, I more, are, she's more popular than I am honestly she goes to all the parties she loves a good event <laughs> charity <laughs> event she is a social life you know she really is <laughs> she really is well, and, you know, and she has her own little wardrobe too <laughs> oh I mean the friends friends have bought her dresses and they're like oh she's gotta have this and my mom like oh my gosh my mom loves her so much and like has this little lady from her hometown make her clothes sometimes and I'm like oh <laughs> gosh it's, uh, then my parents call her their granddaughter <laughs> oh yeah, that's so it's well, so Char you know, Charlie and I are size queens. That's why we don't have small dogs. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> Is that like people with big trucks? Just right, asking. I have, nothing, okay. I, have nothing, I have nothing to prove. Duck's not that big. Hey, so Charlie, tell us a little bit about going. I mean, you, you're, a vet, you're a vet. Like, yep. tell us. I know some of that's family tradition, but tell us about um, your love for animals and how that plays into your work. Yeah, um, the family aspect was big. I mean, uh, so my dad and uncle and three cousins and brother and sister were all vets. And I uh, just kind of grew up in it. It was it was really a way of life. Uh, growing up, it was family businesses. My dad um, has a couple clinics down in Mobile, and so uh, there wasn't honestly there wasn't a huge line between you know family life and work life. It was kind of just part of our upbringing, and so um, yeah. I mean, I just I'm used to having animals around, used to medicine, um, and just really enjoyed it. And uh, I, I enjoy being with animals all day. So it's it's fun. Yeah. So. Do you prefer animals? Do you prefer animals over people? Um, <laughs> depends on the animal and the person. I, <laughs> so, good answer, I good definitely answer. do. Do you? Yeah, I yeah. think I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what about what about your connection specifically with duck? Uh, what do you mean? Like, what do you like? What? How do you? Oh uh, yeah, she uh, she's kind of like my roommate and sibling sometimes yeah. too. She's a little defiant. Like she's not. I mean, I kind of use it as an excuse that she was dropped in her head or something because she was comatose, but. Right. Uh, 
She uh, she is pretty disobedient. She'll look at me and just do whatever she wants, and <laughs> she knows she'll get away with it. So she actually ate my down pillow the other day, and there were feathers everywhere. I like, actually did pretty see much that like on your in- yeah. yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. Uh, really? Yeah, it was pretty yeah, we, horrible. We had a serious talk about euthanasia. <laughs> <laughs> me and her. I had to sit her down and tell her what I'm capable of. Uh, <laughs> you know, they say really, that. I cannot relate. Yeah. To you say that, that they say that <laughs> dogs and their um, their owners have similar personalities. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. The wild. She's child. a little nut. She's a little nutty. So. <laughs> So yes. You, so yes. yes. So what about you? Like, how do, what do you think of? What is your relationship with um, your dog? Uh, well, I mean, she has just been. She's she's done it all with me. I mean, she grew up with me, and so she's such a part of like who I am and like my identity. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, with, if people know me, they know Sophie. Yeah. And so I mean, they're going to know like <laughs> CJ real estate. <laughs> Pro for your dog, riding around town, mm-hmm. top down. I mean, like, she's yes. just part, she <laughs> is just a little diva. You know, she's like, where's my puppy Chino all the time? You know, like, oh, yeah. You know, Stella she, gets mad when I don't give her one. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, I mean, she's just been, but she's really kind of like, I always tell people, people are like, is she even really kind of like a dog? Like, you know, I mean, she's just been such a, um, she is so social and I think me having her like and taking her everywhere and making her social socialized, you know, it's different. And I mean, and she doesn't love a lot of other dogs, I think, because of that. I think she's like, I can't relate. She's she prefers people. She's she's she prefers people. Yeah. She prefers people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I prefer pets over people and then she prefers people over pets. Perfect match. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go along, you yeah. know? And so, I mean, you know, because people will be like, oh, you're a little dog. And because she loves people and she'll like, she will put on a three ring show for anyone, yeah. you know, and then, but then they'll like, maybe they would want to play with my little dog. And then like their little nope. dog will come around and she's like, just <laughs> sitting there Not like, so much. no, yeah, I'm, I'm, good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I can relate to that. So I've actually had Stella for 11 months now and I got her during COVID. <laughs> Um, Juneteenth. You and everybody else. Juneteenth of last year, yeah. (laughs) And uh, she really just has been just a companion. She has been, like, I'm not a morning person, but, like, I actually enjoy, like, waking up like with her in in the bed oh yeah yeah that, like she'll, my alarm clock like she's yeah she's literally she's yeah. literally like the one that's like trying to get you know be excited so that she you know i take her out to go pee um she's she i try to take her as much as you know i'm i flip houses on the side so i try to bring her to home depot and lowe's and um i bring her to the job site and all the construction people know her and all my friends know Stella, and so she really has become just like a, almost like a companion. Yeah, and I, I I will ask you all since you guys are all dog lovers and owners, is there um, are dogs a special place in our lives as gay men? Do you think it's a special place that they serve? It's also you know there are obviously people that aren't gay that have dogs, yeah. um, but what do you think about our our lives and those of our pets? I I think uh, gay people like they, for sometimes like. It's ever changing, and I like that Stella is like a constant. You know what that, I mean? That's yeah. Duck has been the most constant thing in my life. I was thinking that as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, wherever I go, whatever I'm doing, she's always by my side, and that's that's comforting. So yeah. Um, at, for, as far as gays and animals, uh, yes. I mean, I think uh, people in general. I mean, uh, straight people as well. That's it's their children, and they're part of their family. Yeah. I see that all day long. Um, I do think gay people kind of take it to the next level as, yeah. as far as children because less likely to adopt or, or yeah. we're less likely to adopt. Uh, um, 
Yeah, I mean, so we'll literally, the straight people can have unprotected sex right. and, and have like, a companion. Yeah, and whatever have they a want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they could, or they could, and it's easier, or it's easier sometimes in depending on what part of the country mm -hmm. you're in to adopt. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that we've kind of taken on that, like almost like our pets are our kids because they're less expensive, and you still get just it feels. For me, I've never had kids, so I don't know. But for for me, it feels like you you get just as much of love and affection. Oh, and yeah, I mean, it's like I always say, um, you know, like you were saying about the the you know with children, um, you know, you know, for so long, you know, gay people couldn't adopt children, right? And then for so long, you know, it wasn't an option to have a surrogate or you know whatever. And so for years, you know, pets were so many gay people's you know mm -hmm. children because that's where they could you know, dote their love and have this an outlet to really pour that out to them, you know, and then like I always say about child abuse, you know, I mean, I can't imagine somebody abusing a child or if right. I had my yeah. own child right. abusing it because I'm always, I grew up on a yeah. farm. I always say this, I grew up on a farm. So I know where all the, you know, I know where our meat comes from. You know, we have, I've slaughtered hogs, you know, and killed cattle and we, you know, we did that all the time. So I mean, Which. I've never got attached like to a dog like that yeah and so when it was like when i can't see people abusing their child sophie's in, in the aspect of it she is just a dog yeah but you know i love her so much i always tell this she's such a little dog and i love her so much i can't imagine looking into my own eyes if it were my own child and doing anything to hurt it i mean yeah. i would do anything for sophie and i mean and she is just a little five pound dog but i've poured so much of my life into her and love and you know just just doted on her throughout you know her 12 years on this earth and i just can't imagine life without her and then people were like oh well she's getting older what are you going to do you know like when something's yeah. going to happen and i was and i i think about that sometimes but i'm like you know what the vet said she'd probably live to be 17 or 18 so i'm like i've got right. i've got time, time on yeah. my hands with her and so i mean yeah i mean everything on this earth is going to come to an end but yeah. the time that she's given me like my father said who's not a sentimental man at all you know for us you know, for a dog, we're their whole life, you know, and then they're only part of ours. So we want to make sure that I want to make sure that whatever dog I ever have, that I can just give as much love and they love me all the time. You right. know, there's nothing better than coming home and seeing her so happy to see me and shaking her tail and just like, Oh, thank God you're here. Mm -hmm. You know, just yeah. waiting for you all day. Yes. Yeah. I think I had a professor who would say, um, you know, to, to adopt a dog is to adopt a heartbreak. And, um, then that resonates, right? I mean, most people, their, their human children, uh, are going to outlive them. Right. But, uh, it's not the same with these guys. Normally, you know, their lifespan is shorter than ours. And so we have to raise them and take care of them and then also see them go and walk them over the bridge. I want to give your professor a happy pill. That's a really negative way of looking at it. I've heard it said the same thing said of children. Children are like the greatest heartbreak, but I will say this, just listening to all three of you, um, and I get emotional about it if I let myself get there. But I feel like the gay men that I've met that are such good parents to their animals would be fantastic dads. And I feel like the world underestimates the sweetness and love and attention that gay men can give to others. Can't have children, um, you know, as easily or the line is not as quick to get there. I think there are so many great testaments in our community of 
such good men who would make great fathers. So uh, I do definitely think that that stepping up that gays do with their animals is so, so it's, it's just a testament to that they love and they are very, very capable of giving love um, to others and to, come on, when you get through all the psychological lessons and burdens that we have to go through to come out, there's no way you want to perpetuate those yeah. on another child. Right. It just, it's mm-hmm. just something that we've had to go through and learn about. So yeah. and gay couples, they, they do, they take care of their pets. I mean, I can see a parallel um, at, at work, you know, gay or lesbian couples coming in and I mean, it's, it's their kid, they'll, they'll do whatever needs to be done. Um, and, and not that straight couples don't do that, uh, but I, you know, I can see, you know, a mom that has, you know, a two-year-old and a four-year-old, I mean, she's busy and, and the dog's still part of the family, but uh, when it's your only child, right? They get yeah. all the attention yeah. and they bring them in. You know, and... let me also say this, my brother, obviously my straight brother, he has children and he's like, well, I used to think that dogs were the best, the biggest love of all, or, you know, the, right. you know, I, I can't, I can't imagine loving something more than this dog. And he was like, until I had children I've heard that. and like, I get that, but at the same time, some people don't have that option. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe that is the greatest love we'll know, mm-hmm. like that unconditional love. You yeah, know? no, exactly. And that's why you can't knock it. I mean, there is, there. I will say there is a very special relationship you can have with your children. Great. But you can have a very special relationship with your pet. Right. And they're very different. Like they, sh- I, yeah. I do think they are different. I was going to note, I think the gay couples thing, I've noticed this in the gay community like dogs are like like if so, a couple breaks up there's like a custody battle oh yeah right mm-hmm. like yeah. and they really or like, they have to share it and keep staying each other's yeah. lives yeah i know people like that yeah, for years true. that like really express years like you know like yeah. seeing the dog oh. and yeah yeah i know gay couples have been broken up for years and they still pass the dog back and forth oh I even couldn't... if they're not like close i couldn't imagine going in with something and you know going in together and then and then just leaving it like right. that would be like leaving your child, you having a child with someone yeah. and then just walking out. And then I could just imagine that dog at home. Like, are they Where's coming back? Like, it yeah. just reminds oh, me like of them sitting at I the know. door, sitting at the door going, are they going to come back every, and see me? Every Aww. time I go out of town, I think that about my I, dog. It, it hurts yeah. me a little bit. I miss oh. my ex's dog. Really? Mine yeah, too. All yeah. My ex's dog. So my, my ex, all your ex, all my, all my ex's, all, my ex's <laughs> all those dogs, yeah. um, all those dogs lost. Yeah. So yeah. actually the reason I got a pit bull this time around was because my ex had a pit bull, Mickey loved that dog, fell in love with the, the pit bull mix. And got one myself, and Stella's way better than Mickey. I guess, of <laughs> oh, way better. Oh, that's right. so sweet. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, they would just be like, I can just imagine the dog just sitting there going, are they ever coming back? Like, I know, I know. I, I, know. I, can, I cannot thing. do that. And Duck's I mean, in the kennel right now, and that's what she's thinking, because I'm uh, leaving town after this. I know. Uh, right now, she's in a clink. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wow. I couldn't even do yeah. I could not even kennel Sophie. I mean, I can if, if she's in a kennel, or if I've thought about it, um, I mean, I just think of like a Sarah McLaughlin commercial, and I'm like, she's sitting there, like, I'm in, ja- I'm in prison. Somebody come save me. Somebody, somebody edit that music in. Yeah. Right. She's just like, oh gosh, I just feel like she would just be in there, like, somebody take me to jail. Yeah. I actually, I actually opted to do a dog walker. That uh, way, she's still in the environment, and then yeah. she can come in and out. Oh, and but that's what's does... been so good about wags and services like that. I mean, they can come into your own home and then take her, and then she can just stay and just feel comfortable. Right. And Oh, yeah, that's just great. I know. Hey, Helmut, where do you get your prep? I'm my local pharmacist. Really? Have you heard of AHF Pharmacy? They are not-for-profit. 
Uh, those pharmacies exist? <laughs> I know more than you. 96% of all of their profits go to help those in need. Wow, 96%. Yep, and they deliver free to your home for all your drug needs. They even staff HIV specialists. It's a full-service pharmacy. Ooh, I like full-service. How do I learn more? <laughs> Look them up at ahfcheshirebridge.com. ahfcheshirebridge.com. I said what I said. <laughs> also, do you think that... Do you think that um, dogs kind of reflect the personality of gays in that same vein. Oh, maybe absolutely. not for maybe not for you because no, like, for sure. yours well, I think dogs shoot. reflect the personalities of their owner. I mean, you, that's kind of like Helmut said, right? In general, you can kind of see their. I mean, because you, you rub off on who you're around, right? You are the people that you're closest to, right? Yeah. And what's that saying? Oh, well, same, same with your dogs. Yeah. Right, and I think Sophie reflects me so much. I mean, I feel like she's exactly how a child I would have would be. I mean, I would have it in line and like uh -huh. you know, yes, ma'am, no, sir. I think on our Instagram you know. we should have a picture of us. <laughs> And then our dogs, and you can scroll through oh, and see sure. if they look the same, yeah. right? Oh, wow. It'd be so cute. Like next, Guess next dog is who? Right, or you could do that too. Yeah. Right, and so many, you know, you know, it's so funny. You know, so many like gay guys. It's just if they're if they are wanting to be like stereotypical, and it's like they do, they're wanting something to prove. You know, like oh, I've got to prove that. Not necessarily, but it's like, okay, so you had to get the big truck and mm -hmm. you had get to get the, the chocolate lab the Doberman, and, or the, or the Doberman yeah. or the Great Dane. Mm -hmm. And so you had to have yeah. this, you know, it's like, it's just so different. Yeah, you know? I, I, mean, I will also say this, my, um, kind of like you, my, um, my dad fell in love with a Bichon that my brother, oh, yeah. that my brother, my brother and his wife had. And, um, he, he moved away to Florida and they were so close. Florida. To Florida, Florida. Um, they were so close. My mom, my my brother, and my uh, my my sister. Um, what is it? Half sister, step sister. Step if they're married. Not step. This is, is your life, honey. I don't know. Law? Sister in law. Sister in law. Sister in law. <laughs> oh. My brother <laughs> edited that out. You led Sorry. me in the wrong astray. Yes, like, yeah, my, my brother and my sister in law like gave go. my dad you, the dog because they lo he loved it so much. And he's just like a fruit. She was just like a little frou frou dog. My dad was, you know, this masculine, tall, yeah. you know, <clears throat> muscular dude. And he's hanging out with Zoe, the little, you know, Bichon. So. Oh, well, and it just gives you so much comfort. And if the pandemic has taught me anything, it would be like how valuable a pet is, especially to older people. And I would think even older gays or older just in general, just because when you are at home alone all day and you may not be able to get out of house you know you have somebody there with you that's like how are you know Sophie will come to me and like you can just look look in her eyes and she's like you know like how are you or like or I need you to do this yeah. for me like and yep. it gives you a purpose like I know I have yeah. to get up like with older people too or whatever I know I have to get up I know she has yeah. to go out right. of course it gives, day, it, gives you, it gives you it gives you a schedule a it set does. schedule you yeah. know and it gives you for better hope. for worse and we talked about it gives you hope because your reason I mean yeah. there's a um I know that we featured them before, the PALS organization here in Atlanta, and there yep. are many in other cities too. PALS was set up to give, at the time, its initiation was for HIV AIDS patients who were uh, doing poorly, you know, older, yep. sick or older. And we, it was, it's a service to help you with your dog, to take care of your dog yeah. and make sure that the dog continues because the quality of life and the yeah. recovery of the individual is better. Yeah. I know that myself having three kids, once they're all gone, once they're out of right. the house, I'm going to be like, hey, that, that right. pet thing looks yeah. really yeah. cute. Yeah. You know? It seems well, really... Ther yeah. Like therapy dogs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, hospitals. And well, actually, like I, I kind of want to go into that. I know for sure Stella has been 
really, really good for me when it comes to my emotional yeah. um, stability, my mental health. Um, I, when I moved in my current apartment, the leasing agent just jokingly was like, hey, by the way, if you get a dog, if you have an emotional support letter, everything's free. So like no deposit, oh, nice. no pet rent, nothing. And I was like, haha, yeah, I might get a dog. Well, next thing I know, I found yeah. Stella and I was like, I'm totally Dude, using I, that trick. Doctor. I totally, I'm totally using that trick. And um, come to find out, it was true. It helped yeah. me. It did actually right. did help me. So of these course. people that put down mm -hmm. like, oh, they're just trying to, you know, uh, well, you know, they, they dismiss it. Like, oh, they're dogs, bringing this dog. Well, like have, all pets are emotional support pets, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's the I've never really understood that because that's what that's what. Well, they are. They're I mean, some they're companion animals. Well, I mean, some people some people are completely fine without them, I guess. Yeah. Well, but having we a having a graduate degree in counseling, I can honestly say, uh, you know, any dog that is there for you that you can that can be there and you can just you know love and hold and you know vent to lord i've had so many conversations with sophie <laughs> she knows all the tea. All. Yeah. Right. i will say though us <laughs> us three have a very different relationship than with dogs and other people like i've 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 met people that they're just like oh it's a dog like they have zero emotional are they single <clears throat> um a mix as I because I really do think you guys are onto something in that I mean I can tell you right when you, you have the kids it just transforms where your focus is right but I I know a lot of people I'm sure there are people that are single that you know don't don't really care for their dog I don't know why they have one but um they rip but up I your think pillow. I think it's just a I think it is an important part of of single people's lives and people because you're making an active choice I mean you don't need this thing to be in your life you're actively right. wanting Actually, it yeah because you it gives you some value um well, then sometimes people, you know, too, with children, and I hate to say this with pets, too, you know, some people do have a void, and they do try to fill it, and then when it's not filled with that, then sometimes they end up resenting mm, their right. pets. Yeah, that's true. And or bringing that puppy back, giving it up. Bringing Shelter. it back. I cannot imagine I giving I, a well, dog yeah. back. I mean, I think as things uh, open back up, we're going to probably see some. I, I mean, hope not. I dog, hope all not. the the COVID dogs that people have been well, adopted. And so many gay friends over. of mine are like, well, I would get a dog, but I travel too much right. and I'm always gone and blah, oh, blah, 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 blah. Bring them or get a sitter. And so, and then yeah. they got, and so then COVID happened and then you had all these couples yeah. going to get puppies and then it's like, yeah. and I love it. I'm like, go get your puppy, you know, and but be good it. to it. And this is a good time to, COVID's the best, that was the best time ever to get a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were home with it. Let me let me also say this for Stella. I actually I fostered her because I am a little bit commitment phobe. Yeah, commitment phobe. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. And not only that, I also part of the reason why I'm nervous to adopt a child is because I'm scared I'm going to get a wild child, like like Doug, like Doug. <laughs> so same thing with the dog. I was nervous, like, what if I get this crazy dog that I have no emotional connection to, and I'm just like, give this fucker back so like i knew that like literally the first night that i had stella i literally said i love you good night stella i tell duck that every day when I'm i know like, i tell her to have a good day like i love you stella yeah. and there's never going to be and that makes me think of like so many things in life because when my grandmother died and i was younger you know obviously and in my early 20s and um my parents my father especially was adamant about me not 
bringing Sophie home to live with me. And I was Why? like, I was what like, else would it, what else it was would like, you've just got too much going on. You can't have a dog right now. And I'm like, and it makes me think of like how some people are about like young parents and stuff too. I'm like, there was never going to be a perfect time for me yeah, to get a right. dog. There, yeah. You know, I mean, and I've just had to make it work one way or the other. I'm sure you can relate to this helmet, but having kids where it's like, same, uh, same, I don't same. know how, you know, there's never a perfect time. You're just no. going to make it work exactly. one way or the yep. other. And that's how it was with Sophie. I mean, like I just had to make it work. When she was little, I took her to work. Cause I mean, I was working like an hour away at the time. Cause I lived out in Timbuktu in East Tennessee. And so I was like, she has to come with me to work because, um, there was not a dog sitting service that could go out yeah, to where I lived day, at the time yeah. in the country to go let her out. So I was like, you're coming with me. So I mean, yeah. I'm like, that's what I'd probably be with. My I got child. duck right before vet school. So she pretty much has her DVM too. She spent so much hours studying with me. There so you go. Hours, yeah. Oh wait, how so long I have you a... had duck? Uh, she's seven. She turned seven in March. Oh wow. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. I thought it was a more recent thing. No, so I have been here uh, two thoughts for you guys. So one is a shout out to all of our dolls out there who are gay and have cats because yeah. I feel like they're very underrepresented <laughs> yeah. in this conversation. Not a huge cat fan and myself, I, I'll say that. I actually really love cats. They're fine. I do too. Um, but I uh, like the shit box. It's like my best friend yeah, litter boxes. My best friend Stuart always says, I like cats. And if I ever, ha I mean, if I ever, I'm not a huge cat person either because we just yeah. didn't. We had barn cats growing up, but I like cats. I usually swipe left on a guy I who's do. holding a cat on Tinder. Oh, no, that's I really do. I'm really so do. surprised. It's such yeah. a your mask bias. Well, it's so, you would mask do that. for mask. It's yeah. so cliche I to say. You. It's so, so cliche, cliche to say that, but it, that it is kind of true. Like cat. Well, not yet. That is what it'll be. It's like boys are supposed to like dogs and girls are supposed to like cats. You know, a lot of times that'll be. No, I've just had trauma from cats. I had a motherfucker scratch the shit out of me. But if I ever had a cat, it would have to be a big fluffy one like the fancy face yeah. commercial <laughs> but my best friend Stuart always says he's like the only reason I'm not a huge cat person is just because it'll be like a Sunday afternoon and you'll be sitting in your living room just looking at the window in the sun and there will that cat hair will be just like following across the air but I love cats I think that they're sweet and there's so many good cat people and I mean so I mean I, it took me a minute to come around to the kitty cat train but I kitty cat and they're similar. The only thing I think, I think that the, the difference is they are far more um, independent. Independent. Yeah. So there is a little bit less of the taking after and the and you, but you also get a little less of the looking into your eyes and right. asking you. I think people what's get a little less on to yeah. today, Dad. You know, and like getting they, like cats don't get excited to see you, and I'm yeah, like, why, why would I feed? Because well, why would I because they don't need you, you as much. Why would yeah. I feed you? Uh, why would I give you water? Why would I scoop your shit? They're not waiting. Literally, they're not waiting to go pee. It's a good in between. It's a nice. I'm just saying they want to cuddle sometimes. You have a good cat. They want to coddle. It's not for me. They want to. They want to rub on you. Yeah. You walk in the door. They come scurrying over. And they, yeah. So, yeah. so I just just giving a shout out to all of our dolls of no, cats. I cats. Like, yeah, so, okay. I, I like them too. Cats are, cat pets. cats are pets. Too. My question, exactly. <laughs> my question, and there's all, Sorry. and then we have birds and lizards and all this stuff. So fish. for this, <laughs> birds my and fish. snakes. My one little fish. So, what advice would you guys give to dolls out there who are thinking about getting a pet or have a pet? What do you think is important for? dolls to remember i think i mean i think it's a it's a big responsibility they need to know that i mean as far as time and money but the reward is is so great i mean you get what you put in right with just like anything in life and so i think it's it's definitely worth it i mean just like having a kid right same thing oh, there's so much i could say on this right here um because it goes to two i want to say two different things one if you're thinking about adopting definitely go adopt and get your dog and do it like that i think that that's great if you are um you know, if you want a dog and, you know, 
research the kind of dog you want. Really think about it. You know, I mean, when we think about like, when I think about Sophie leaving this earth one day, in in my head, I know that that will happen. And in my Rolodex, in my head, I'm like, okay, if I ever were to get another dog, what kind would I want? And so, and then I'm like, well, here are dog names. And so I have a list of dog names on my iPhone where I'm like, okay, in the like fu- waiting. we're in the future where I'm like, oh, if I have another dog, what will I name it? That and then I've so got like a couple, cute. I've got like three or four secret names. That you I've can't tell told, us? I've only told like <laughs> two or three them. people. I want to know. It'll be like the episode of Sex in the City where sh- sh- that girl uses Charlotte's baby name and she's like, I, I told you that was a secret and you knew that. And she's like, so no, I can't tell you because it's a secret. And, but you you know, I mean, definitely do your research on what you would want if you were going to buy a dog and then, you know, and then, you know, be good to it and, you know, just be the best dog dad, cat dad, you know, miniature pony dad, whatever it, whatever you're looking for, be the best you can be at it and throw so much love to it because it'll give you so much love back. Yeah. I, th- I think doing your research is important, but also, I mean, it's like, you can't just read their Tinder profiles too. You got to go on a date. So I, I usually tell people, I mean, if you if you don't know what you want and uh, if you want a certain breed, then that's great. But also just like just go into the the kennels and, and meeting everybody, see who who yeah. gets you that connection, right? So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a huge two two things for me. I'm a huge fan of shop or don't shop adopt. Isn't mm-hmm. that what it's called? Um, adopt don't shop. Adopt but, don't shop. Yeah. We've had well, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to adopt, <laughs> no, go we're, adopt. We're that's why I put that you. out we're there first. I put that out there <laughs> yeah. first. Go adopt. I, I said adopt first, but if you're not going to adopt and you're going to well, fit, do Without that. attacking it. I kinda, no. Oh, you're saying you, you're pro-adopt over shopping? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, oh, over breeders. Of course, oh, if you don't have okay. a preference. But, I mean, there are people that they want a French bulldog, and that's really what they yeah. want, and they're going to love it to yeah, death I, and yeah. get a great life. I've adopted a lot. My only dogs I've had I've adopted, I think I probably would yeah. shop next time just because it's a different experience. Yeah. But and then and then the next you, and then the next one would be um just know that it's a long term investment. Like mm-hmm. you can't just like return the thing. You know, yeah. it's well, you, like people drop them off the shelter. You can, but it's shitty. But it's shitty. <laughs> like yes. I'm saying yeah. like don't, you, be, a dog. Dog. don't yeah. be a shitty dog. Don't be a shit don't be an asshole. Uh correct. Yeah, right? I was like twenty three or twenty four and Sophie had to have a four thousand dollar eye surgery yep. and the doctor at ut goes well what would you want to what would you like to do about this and i looked at sophie and i was like i'm gonna miss you that's hilarious i know we're gonna fix it yes. i keep going back and forth about dog insurance it's well, like, you were you were fortunate that you could afford when you to need fix it. it you know i right. know that was my trip to europe that year i was like Ugh. <laughs> but she was worth it yes, yeah. she, was. she had to have her little eyes fixed she so she could see, see. So as we wrap up together, um, we kind of have a tradition of sharing with the dog community your perspectives on what could be a really great... um, Did you say the doll community or the dog community? I said the doll community. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What could be a really great vision for us as an LGBTQIA community, a queer community? Um, And, you know, it's I I have a big belief that we become what we think of, right, and what we dream. And, um, and we love to kind of collect those dreams from our guests. So what would you guys love for our future? Mm-hmm. You want to go first? Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, um, I think, I mean, I've seen a lot of progress in the gay community <laughs> over, you know, the years. And I think just continuing that progress and uh, inclusivity and, um, I mean, just the whole golden rule, right, do unto others kind of thing with each other. And, uh, you know, there's definitely, a, it's it can be blurry lines in the gay community and, 
I think that's something that we could definitely work on. What do you mean by blurry lines? Just like communication with relationships and all of that, you know, friendships and, and everything. It's, it can be dicey, but... Were we going to do an episode about that? What, uh, friendships, ble- blurred lines? Uh-huh. And you mean specifically like gay, gay men because they may sleep with their friends? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and just in general, yeah. Or like um, friend zoning or right, relationship, right. like being it more clear. Be... Yeah, that's just hard in general. I thought we were going mean, to talk about that. Like when you navigating so, friendships into relationships yeah. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean there's no like black or white answer for that. No. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it is it is a little bit dicey when we when we practice that blurriness in the community. Yeah. The it can mean uh, the it blur- can, blurriness. The blurry. It can be blurry. So, no, I think that's a that's a good exhortation. Yep. Well, and then I guess CJ. And then the question again. Go ahead. Oh, so yes. Have... So, oh, just a dream or vision you have for the queer community. Well, I think a big dream or vision I have, and this has just been for me this year, just because I've learned a lot and had a lot of self reflection with myself and some of my friendships and past friendships, um, is, you know, is just really showing a lot of love. Um, I've, I've told a friend of mine recently, I was like, um, I was like, I've just got this big heart. And I said, I feel like so many of us just like close everything off because we want to, you know, keep this and that and keep our cards held mm-hmm. tight. And I'm like, I've got a big heart and I want to open that up. And I just wish, you know, everybody could show a lot more love to everyone. And I'm going, I'm going to do my best to do that. Um, I've been making a conscious effort this year to do that. It's like, I just feel like I've got this like big mansion and I'm like, okay, open the doors to it. Let everybody in and, you know, show, you know, give, give, give love and show love. So that's my vision. Just for be it. nice to people. You know, I think I got to say this cause this is, I was so excited about doing this episode because it has always struck me in meeting the two of you that you're both very big hearted people. And of course it's no surprise that Bennett falls right in there and you guys all love your pets so well, but it is interesting that we don't turn that big beautiful heart back to our own community we do it to our you know our friends or to ourselves oh yes good <laughs> another excellent topic, another day. no <laughs> it's true though um loving yourself and then loving your community it's it's huge and we have so much capacity in us to love and to give so much and i think it's particularly because you have a hard journey you usually have learned those skills um and i think that's an awesome vision well and then when you're gay too and of course, it's becoming easier for younger gay people too, which is great. But you know, you you grow up kind of keeping your cards held close and mm-hmm. tight, and you know, and it's like, okay, well, I've got to be careful who I you know open up to and tell yeah. this, and you know, it's like, okay, I want to, you know, be as I don't. I mean, granted, you know, there are you have to have boundaries too, but I mean, I just want to show as much love as I can, and you know, give that to other people because you know life is short and so there's going to be and life is hard and so it's not hard but it can be hard can and, be. and you yeah. don't know what anybody's journey is and so it's like okay it costs nothing to be nice and i just want to open it up and really give love to people yeah no i you're, that's beautiful i i do think uh, i don't know i think that that love in our own community like you said to ourselves and Honestly, you know, that queen that you shied away from before COVID, maybe you can be a little nicer to her or him or whatever you want to call them in the queer community because we we all need it, right? And if anything, um, having a period of time which we were all kind of closed off from each other should should have taught us that there's some things that are more important in life than a little bit of ego. We've all yeah. been we've all been bullied in school, right? Being gay, so why why would we bully each other at this point? Exactly. I agree with that. 
Oh, I like your dream. I'm going to cry again. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for oh, joining us you. today. I, um, I hope you dolls loved it as much as I did. Um, we love you all. We thank you for listening. And we remind you that once you learn to love yourself, we need you to learn to love everyone else. Thank you. <laughs>